Yeah, man, you know you're you know you're dedicated to the to the tiny payments economy when you're giving up your Friday night to come talk to me. You know, that's right. This is this is what this is what you, when you get to a certain age, this is a party. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nikki New, great to uh, great to have you. We've been doing this series. Well, I've been doing this series, but I've talked to several other people as well on tiny payments because I get so excited about micro and nano payments and just the, you know, spinning through the future possibilities of what could happen. But there's some stuff already happening right now as well. And uh, in your case, um, you kind of have like a I don't know, like a chip on the shoulder, like a, Hey man, I'm going to bootstrap this thing. I'm going to make a company that's profitable. Um, it's not just a future pipe dream. It's a business model that works right now today and makes money and utilizes some of these technologies. So what, how do you want to introduce yourself to people who are unfamiliar with you? Give us, give us a little, just give us a little background, what you're all about, what you're working on. Yeah. Thank you. First of all, Isaac, thanks for having us on. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, been really looking forward to it. Love the show, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, so thanks, everyone. Uh, my name's Nick, a Bitcoin entrepreneur. Um, my background is just got into Bitcoin a few years ago. Uh, my Bitcoin background, yeah, mainly. We're focusing on here, right? Yeah, got into Bitcoin a few years ago, guys, and just been looking for a way to uh, do business on it, as you said. Um, and that's led to a business called Genuine Retweets, which we run today, which uses those micropayments that we speak about. Uh, and that's pretty much it, really. We'll, we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into the nitty gritty on genuine retweets. Um, I know you and I did a, did a video in the past, uh, but it was only on the platform streamanity, which seems to have been taken over by, uh, like not safe for work content some, for some reason. But, um, so maybe we can repeat just a little bit of the background that we got into because you have a really interesting story. Like if I remember correctly, you came out of college and you were doing some kind of entrepreneurial thing. You were, you were kind of running some business, um, but you have spent most of your career as a dance instructor and a professional dancer. Uh, how does that lead to Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I just, um, oh, do you know what, Isaac? I, as much as I love doing all the dancing and stuff, you really hit the nail on the head. Like, you know, it's uh, taxing on the body, number one. And number two, it's more something that you're doing for enjoyment. You know, so for that whole period of my life, it went very, very quickly um, because it was such a laugh. But then 16 years goes by and you suddenly think, uh, I need to start growing up. Like, uh, I need to start, <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to start, like, actually thinking about money and a house and all the th things that people my sort of age already have, right? So when the coronavirus came... I spoke to my mum and I just told her straight, I said, mum, I'm worried like I'm sort of trapped in this dancing thing and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to change careers because um, I just didn't know, man, because, you know, I've been doing it for so long. I don't know how to change careers, what to do. And then I spoke to my mum and I said, look, I'm really getting into this Bitcoin now and I'm working with this guy and, um, you know, we, we're starting to get good. Um, we're going to go for this business if I, it, I, and it could fail, I said to my mum, and I said, look, I'm going to have to sacrifice my body for the, for the interim. Because in the old job, right, you have to stay on top of it. You have to diet, you have to stretch, and you have to do all your stretching. You have to, right? You know, you cannot. So, so okay, all right, hold on a second, though, because I see you tweeting about, you know, doing a workout. 
what is your version of letting yourself go? You just have like a, an eight pack instead of a 10 pack or what? <laughs> um, just like, um, like when I was, I was really committed to the job because I was working with families and stuff. Yeah. So I just wanted to do the best for the mums and dads, really. Um, I just really liked them. So I just wanted to give them the absolute best of everything, which meant like this classes had to be the top standard. And in order for that to take place, it meant doing extra. Like um, you have to do stuff every day. You have to go to the gym every day. And on the days that you're going to the gym to not do either leg weights or plyometrics or core work and stuff like that, you have to get in the studio and actually practice the stuff, you know, like, and that was full on. I did, but I didn't realize it was full on like we spoke sort of last time until the coronavirus I didn't even realize but so yeah I do still train now as three or four times a week at least and I still do my stretching but it's not you've got to put on top of that say five or six hours worth of classes with people of an age group where if again remember you don't turn up it's mum dad this guy is whack take me out of here so it's the difference between like really healthy guy level of of working out to professional athlete level of working out yeah yeah yeah. something like that um so what were you if i remember you were interested in bitcoin and you you started working on i think it was a different product first wasn't it before jenny tell us about that what did you start Uh, it was called bsv app testers isaac and um that was a business designed to really sort of help the entrepreneurs in in the bitcoin space by giving micro payments and larger payments out for people that were prepared to test their products. So any business could go on there and post a job saying things like, please, can you go to this page? Or we've got a new feature. Um, we've changed something on our website. Can you go and test it? You know, and um, it was really designed to help these businesses get their apps and products like tight just before release. So very similar to genuine retweets uh, in concept, in, in, in the fact that it is a, it's a task marketplace for kind of micro tasks, but in this yeah. case, it was like app testing and, and yeah. quality control for, for software. Um, what happened to that? It just wasn't really supported, uh, like in generally by, by the, um, you know, most of the apps get released without sort of testing because I think it's kind of a bootstrapped economy that we operate in. So they, they didn't really have the, like the $200 to actually come and do a bit of testing or whatever. Um, the other thing that went wrong was um, we were actually charging. When we started doing stuff in the real world, when we couldn't get any money here, we put PayPal on, went to the real world, got some clients there. They couldn't believe how cheap we were. Mm. So they got put off. They were like, so, it's too cheap. Let me, let me back you up for a second. So you, so you began by saying any company that wanted to, you know, get people to test their, their app, they would have to pay in Bitcoin SV. Yeah. And then the app testers, obviously they're getting paid out in Bitcoin SV because they can, again, they can do the micropayments. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But the number of people who are BSV holder businesses that have BSV or want to pay in BSV is just too small, too small of a market. They're mostly yeah. strapped. You but when you said you can pay in PayPal, yeah. And then the testers are getting paid out in, in BSV. Yeah. Um, you got some, you got some clients who didn't, who didn't care at all about what technology. You're they didn't even know. Using. They didn't even know. And um, we could have carried that business on, but like I said, we know what to do with that business and we might still revive it. Cause I know exactly what to do with it. And um, I'll just simply double the prices. Um, and I think everyone will come swarming because it was just too cheap. Yeah. So to operate in the real world, it, it would probably do really well. 
It's just that the profits, you know, the genuine retweets is a better proposition from all angles. So we've mm. decided to focus on that business, but we might, we, I imagine strongly, we will go back to BSV app testers, perhaps re rebrand it. And um, yeah, we'll keep the PayPal um, and paying out in BSV. Because it did yeah. work really, Isaac, it worked, it worked really well. There were some jobs on there were $25 for half an hour's work. Mm. That's not a micro payment. But then there was other jobs that were so 15 cents for uh, five minutes work. Yeah. 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 So just the ability to say, you know, maybe I, I got some weird bugs and, you know, just, just getting a hundred people to go click, click around for a few, even just for a minute, Hey, go click on this three times. And I want to see in a hundred different browser environments in a hundred different, exactly. does it, how does it operate? Does it behave differently? Yeah. And, and those people, a few clicks, maybe they earn a few cents, a few, right. Or maybe it's more, but there's just something it's really interesting because I, I have, and I didn't even think of genuine retweets as kind of a micro task marketplace until we started talking here. But, um, but I, I have thought for a number of years about this kind of micro task idea and using tiny payments many years ago, yeah. I launched a little like alpha, like a little experiment. There wasn't any code involved. I was just using a bunch of existing tools cobbled together as like a test, but interesting. something I called audio that. And the basic idea was, Hey, a lot of times there's articles I want to read, but I'm too busy. And I'm already looking at my screen all day for work. If I could just like click, add this to my queue, add this to my queue, add this to my queue. And then a real human, because the computer reading is never the same. It's a terrible. real human just reads it and it's an article. Maybe it takes them two minutes and it just charges me a couple cents or whatever, right? And it's just streaming and people, and, and you know, if you're, if you're sitting in a waiting room and you have 10 minutes to spare and you want to earn $2 for reading an article to somebody or whatever. So there's this idea of like a, a marketplace for like you know, translating text and audio Anyway, I never went anywhere with it for various reasons, but I, but I had had these ideas of like, you know, oh, well, maybe, maybe a great micropayments thing would be like TaskRabbit, but for micro tasks where everything is like a dollar or less. But that's so, that's so sort of big and broad. I love the idea of just a really, really narrow one. This is just app testing. That's it. You know, yeah. one even specific type of app testing or in the case yeah. of genuine retweets, it's one very narrowly defined task rather than just sort of this open yeah. marketplace where you're just hoping anybody will post any kind of job, right? That's just a really tough thing to bootstrap. So picking that niche is, um, it makes sense. So, so the app testing, you were kind of like, eh, okay, there's something here. When did you get the idea for genuine retweets and make the pivot to, to that? Yeah. Um, I work for TDXP to this day and, uh, I'm like the pump guy for TDXP. Um, so which, which is a, which is an exchange, um, which is like a trading platform where you can trade yes. like tiny, yeah. tiny amounts. You can do. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. TDXP.app is a, uh, I suppose you would say a contract for difference trading app, you know? So uh, as Isaac, it's just, yeah, you can trade from a cent. It's a re really good platform, but um, I'm, I'm like the, uh, the kind of do the marketing and pumping out and do a lot of the talking there. So um, we were given uh, very specific tasks and they operate to a really high level and you, you can't really make mistakes there, right? I don't want to make Armand sound bad because he's not. I love the guy. But when we're working, it is serious, very, very serious, right? And he is a serious guy and his standards are extremely high, okay? So I was given certain numbers that I was told you have to ha hit that. You have to do that. You must do that. Otherwise we're dead. 
and, and um, there was something like you're, you're responsible for, there was three pillars to this business, Dick, and you're responsible for this one pillar. I was saying this to Brittany the other day, and he said, um, if any of these pillars dies, it's over. We, we've, we've, we're, we're finished as a business, right? And with that pressure comes, you start looking for like, a, you look fine, man, you look fine. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, I'm not, I, I always, I had to take my hat off regularly and just like scratch my head and whatever. I'm not, yeah. uh, I'm not worried about how it right, So, so, so he, he, um, he, he put, um, sorry, Isaac, I mean, he, he put uh, a lot, he's high standards when you work for TDXP, very high standards. You don't make mistakes. And it's like, in my particular role at the start, it was a case of uh, you're responsible for this pillar and this has to happen and this has to happen. And these were some quite, um, you know, good targets that we had to hit. And one of those targets was social media numbers. But then, then we also have to have a quality of social media, right? So we tried things to get those social media numbers. And one of those things was uh, giveaways. And then it ruined the quality a bit because a lot of those giveaway people proceeded to continue to ask for money on random posts of, hi, how are we today? Um, so that made us look bad. So we, we, we were looking for a solution to that, obviously, because I didn't want my pillar to fail. And um, I thought about Telegram. And I, I remember thinking a lot of these guys use Telegram. If I can get everyone to Telegram, then I can compensate them there for doing things that we require online so I can hit my targets. So I, we, we did that and the team were really happy with that when I explained the plans to them. Um, our, uh, my bosses basically, yeah. And um, we executed that plan. And Isaac, the robots found us again, right? The robots found us again, yeah? So now you've got a load of robots begging in Telegram as well, begging um, from nowhere, right? So I was racking my brains and I couldn't think of a solution. And I've been working with Ben on the app test. I said, I said Ben, this is a situation, right? I need this to happen because I've got to hit that number. And if I don't, there's going to be trouble. But I think I've got the solution. And I think the solution is this. But I need this to happen. I've tried this. And I explained everything. And I said, I need, where do you need the numbers, Nick? I need them on Twitter. Like, that's where it's at. It's crypto Twitter. We need them there. We need them there. And we need them immediately, you know? Um, oh, you know what, Nick, he says, you know, and he started explaining his side. And then within 10 minutes, there was a conclusion of, well, so what you're saying there is if we lock the account, then we can still do that. And that stops the robots that have been stopping us on Telegram and the original way that we tried to do it with the giveaways. And he was like, well, yeah. And then within five minutes of that, we said, well, can anyone else use this? You know? Can anyone else use this then? Would this benefit anyone else to get out there on Twitter? Yes, Nick, it could. We, and then we had a nice conversation about everything. And then Armin was delighted, obviously, because our numbers started going in the direction that we required and everything. So it, it worked from that aspect. And then from then on, we used it with other businesses, um, Gravity and uh, Bitcoin Association, like, you know, quite a few of them now. And it's done really well for everybody. So let's so let's break down for people um, how exactly it works. So I, I love the I love the story. That's the sort of classic entrepreneurial progression. <laughs> like I have a problem I need to solve. None of the existing ways are solving it quite right. But if only I could do this, and it's like, wait a minute, maybe I just build that solution. But so you were you're trying to get more users to to come on your new app, to come on TDXP, and obviously in in the crypto world. Twitter and Telegram, really, really important. So you're basically going and saying, hey, people who are 
you know, any, any kind of referral program or loyalty program or where you're trying to get current users or fans to share it and they get some kind of, you know, reward for that. So you're like, Hey, we'll, we'll send you some BSV or whatever. We'll do some giveaways. You were getting bots. You were getting all the, all that kind of normal stuff. What was the, like, what did you build with genuine retweets, whether it's technology or if it's just a process involving humans to eliminate that? Um, how, how, how did, how did going through genuine retweets solve the problem versus tweeting out from the account? Hey, if you retweet this, we'll, you know, whatever. Well, first of all, you've pulled your own pants down by doing that. You've begged people, haven't you? Oh, do us a favor. Everyone retweet this. Um, Or you use an influencer and everyone will say, well, hey, I'm the influencer. Guess what I've been paid to do? Well, in our service, no, you keep your dignity. You keep your pants pulled up because nobody knows. Your numbers just go in the right direction with the right people. And it's a very private affair when you make that happen as a business and it won't compensate how you look online in today's modern environment because everyone knows the tricks. Everyone knows when an influencer has done something. It's so obvious. It's so, hey, guys, have you tried this cardigan? Oh, you're suddenly talking about cardigans, are we? You know? um, so with, with genuine retweets, you keep your dignity as a business. Now, that's what we were looking for with TDXP. We, we, we want to, you know, they, they have, have had strong words from the start about how we appear online. You know, we can have the odd joke and stuff, but we can't, we don't necessarily want a load of, like you say, spam and all that around us. So people, um, you know, I want, my, I want my tweet promoted or I want it, I want it to get more engagement. So I go on yeah. genuine retweets and I say, here's the link to the tweet. And I put in uh, 50 bucks or 25 bucks. And that gets me like 50 engagements or something like that. No, and- not, 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 said, not necessarily. No, because you use a slider, right? Yep. And there's a slider for likes. There's a slider for comments and there's a slider for retweets. And all of those sliders operate independently of each other. So my favorite at the moment is 50 likes or whatever. I just like my 50 likes, you know, yep. I don't always go for the retweets or I don't always go for the comments, but this morning, bless you, man. <laughs> well saved muted, as well. Well saved. You see, the, you see the reactions there. You pressed the button and everything. That was really good, man. I muted the mic just in time for that. That was sneeze. brilliant. <laughs> I thought it was a magic trick. It was like, he's sneezing. Me. Oh, that's why. We... <laughs> um, so, okay. So how does it, how, how does it differ from like a bot farm or, you know, the idea where it's like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to go pay. And there's some, some kid in a warehouse in China who's got like a hundred cell phones and he's just yeah. going through and, and you can, you can spot this often. When yeah. You look at certain it's terrible. Things. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, people use them and I've seen people use them all over the internet, Isaac. And uh, it's a shame, you know, but that's a cheap option to get what was popular 10, 15 years ago, which was numbers. Yep. What we provide is uh, quality. Um, we provide businesses with the right people, that they, the right people, to, the best people to share their stuff because every single person who is allowed to do the, um, the promoting, A, has a choice and B, has been vetted. So, yep. um, so, this, so these are, that's the whole idea of genuine retweets, that these are real people, yeah. real accounts. So yeah, if, I wanna, to if I want to become one of these, which I, I went through this process yeah. just out of curiosity, yeah. um, I basically click, Hey, I want to promote tweets and get, you know, micropayments for doing it. Yeah. And then you on your back end, how are you vetting those people? 
Yeah, so the coders uh, are terrific. Um, I just want to say uh, they hate it when I big them up, Isaac. They hate it. But guys, I love you, right? You're amazing. Keep it going, right? We work to a very high standard and I put a lot of pressure on them. And um, they, they accept that pressure every time and, and deliver tenfold with the back end and stuff like that, Isaac. Fantastic. For someone like me who doesn't like all that rubbish stuff like computers and stuff, they've made it easy. It's all there. You guys have applied today, right? Okay, I can just put you in a category now. The category does everything because obviously Ben's very talented with databases, very talented. You know, database is immaculate. Everything goes where it's supposed to go. But for me, from, from a user's, you know, when I'm dealing with the users, so easy, I just put you into a category. So that category could be, you're doing too many giveaways. Um, no, thank you. You, you. you make our clients look too tacky. So, so you're, so you're uh, going and reviewing the person's Twitter page? Yes, we, we, we review yep. them, yeah. So the first category they come into is in review. Yep. Right, And then from there, we have other stuff that, that happens from there. So I imagine but, you probably have a combination of sort of objective automated things that you're looking for as well as subjective. Yeah, so we've like got a robot could, as well. You could just scan for the date the account was created, how many followers. Yeah. How, like it's obvious if I spun up seven burner accounts today to try to get more genuine retweets, that could, that could probably be done without even a human looking at it. You could just tell by the fact that I have no followers. I just created these today, eliminate. But then there are some where you might have to go and, and add a little human touch to see um, because everything could be kosher except the content. It could be somebody who only ever tweets some horribly offensive pictures. And I look through every single account. I've, I've, um, yeah. I've looked through proudly. I've looked through maybe uh, 1,500, 1,800 accounts now. And people, um, business guys in, in the space, they laugh at me for that. They think I'm stupid. Say, Nick, you've got to automate that. That's what I owe to my clients. I want the best for my clients and I shall make sure they get the best. And I shall do that with my own eyes because I know what they need. Um, they want the best people to do the stuff and that's what they shall have. There's going to be some that do slip through wiser because you can't get them all. Some are really clever, but I look through everything. I go down all of their tweets, okay? I go through the, um, the next bit on the tweets and the media. Then I go through the tweets and replies. I go through everything and I make sure they're real, they're talking, they've got you know, personality, they're valuable to my clients and they can actually- well, what, I, what I love about this, because I can already envision, like you've picked such a great- tight starting point and and i know i've heard you talk about expanding it to some new markets and we could talk about that but it's it's essentially like at least when genuine retweets started what it's ideal for is anything in the crypto space because yeah, most of the cool. people who are doing the retweeting and engaging are crypto people they're getting those micro payments they like it yeah. so it's great for that little little niche and then you've kind of got this process that's somewhat automated somewhat you know personal but i can imagine as you expand I can imagine things like, so when I, when I played around with it as a buyer, like, okay, let's put 25 bucks and see how many things we get on this or whatever. Sometimes people will comment and I'll be like, okay, their comment has no connection to the original post, but because they needed to comment for genuine retweets. And I haven't seen this much, but what would be, what, what I could envision is something where there's like a, a reporting where I could be like, okay, I'm going to rank the value of this guy's comment. And, and then you start to get like you get with Uber, right? Yeah. Or Airbnb. Right. So Businesses what you, can, you can be like, hey, this commenter, people usually don't like it when he comments, right? <laughs> and then you, could, you right. could, maybe you could still let him do likes, but you block him from yeah. commenting or something like that. What you've just done there, you've just got my commenters in a lot of trouble because I'm going to have any strong words with him now. Okay. No. As I've said, this is rare, but I've, there's sometimes no. where. <laughs> I'm not having that, right? Here, here's why. Here's why. <laughs> 
This gets to the next topic though, because when I have tested it with anything related to crypto, it, it always works great. If it's something that's not related to crypto, sometimes the people on there, I think, think it's about crypto. And yeah. that's maybe because they've seen me tweet crypto stuff before. So if I'll do something that's totally unrelated, like my business crash, and it's about you know finding jobs, sometimes people will, will make a comment that's not like wrong or bad. But if you see enough of them as a normal person, you're like, why are all these guys talking about crypto on this jobs thing? Those two yeah, things it's, um, quite line it's, up. It's a, it's a disgrace. And the commenters will pay for stuff like that because <laughs> yeah, they you're will so pay. Ruthless. They will pay, right? And I don't mean that in a nasty way. Well, I do mean that in a nasty way because my clients have to have the best. And <laughs> if, if you knew how I spoke to them in, in, in the comments, uh, we've got a comments group where I speak to them. I leave them messages. And a lot of the messages, I feel... I do like guys. I do like you all right, but there's a lot of finger wagging. It's like a proper. Sometimes I, I, I've really gone to town on them because it has to be the best, right? Well, how, because, do you, how do you overcome? How do you overcome that problem of? Oh, uh, it's the last one. I'll, I'll tell you about the last one. The last yeah. one, right? F f now I've got two spies, right? I've employed two spies who do it on quiet now, and those two spies happen to be very articulate people that that understand things that, like what you just said, but they also understand how important it is to me to get the quality higher so we can start commanding better business in, in many different areas just by the sheer quality. And I don't think the commenters understand that at the moment. They think short-term, X amount or whatever, but if they think long-term and quality, they could even get to the position where they're going around to different companies and saying, well, I am a commenter for these guys, right? I will also become, become a commenter for your business, uh, if you pay me $50 a month, I'll do six. I'll do six a month. How many businesses do you need now before you're making half decent living now, right? So I think in long term like that for them, but also quality for the clients. So we've got two spies now. And the last bollocking, um, what we would call it in England, the bollocking, yeah, is where you have a bit of a finger wagging at people. Yeah. Um, the last bollocking was um, I, I, I sent a screen print um, of someone pretty much wishing someone good luck as one of the comments. And I sent the screen print. And I think my only words were, the next person to do this will be sacked immediately. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> I mean, it, it, is, it is pretty amazing because there, there's like a, there's like a, okay, every great product needs the WTF moment as uh, investor Mike Maples, I've heard him say before, like, the first time you ever took an Uber after your experience with cabs, you were like, whoa, right? Yeah. The first time you ever, I mean, using, just using GPS on your phone and having like the first time you use Google Maps or whatever. With genuine retweets, it's pretty amazing. You go on and you, and you say, here, I want some engagement on this tweet. And, it, and it's like really quick, like within minutes, you, get, you start to get, and it kind of flows through. And the, and the engagements, again, disproport, like almost entirely, it's quality. Like people will comment on something that's relevant. People will, and it's not, you can, it doesn't have the feel. It basically feels like the same way a tweet feels when it just goes viral on its own. It just okay. happened to get seen by more people yeah. that engage with it. It's not a different type of engagement. It doesn't feel different in quality the way that like a bot farm type of thing will. It mm. just is different in quantity. And so your ability to kind of like curate that. So anyway, I'm, I'm rambling a bit, but it, there's sort of two, there's sort of two interesting things intersecting here. One is some of the stuff that I talked about with, um, 
uh, Randy from Twetch on a previous episode, the idea of like having micro payments around content. It, it's actually an interesting thing. It's not a dirty thing. It's not a bad thing to like, you know, get paid to engage in content or whatever. You're doing something similar, but instead of saying you have to leave and go to a brand new platform, you're saying we're bringing some of this idea, this, you know, if I want more attention for my posts, the people who engage it and give it more attention should be able to get a little bit of a cut for that, um, bringing it there. And then the second thing is just the influencers, it's kind of a dirty word and we think of horrible, like cheesy people, but the, the idea, it's just something that exists, whether we like it or not. People have influence and they have disproportionate influence. And in the digital world, you can sort of see that more visibly and in more quantifiable ways. I love the idea of a micro market for micro influence, right? Mm. Like yeah. why, why should an influencer only be able to earn money for the fact that they can point people to different products or ideas if they have a thousand minimum subscribers on YouTube? Why not if they have one retweet that, that three people see? Well, three people, I mean, every company has a, a customer acquisition cost per click. Exactly. Why, if, if, you're, if your customer acquisition cost is 15 cents per why can't I get 45 cents for that? Yeah. Just because I don't have a thousand YouTube subscribers. Like the whole like lower scale of that economy has been removed and you're creating a micro influence economy, which is just yeah. brilliant. Thank you, man. It's, it's also similar to the, um, imagine if you're walking past the shops and there's two fellas talking about, um, oh, you know, there's a, there's a, the boxing's on tonight. Oh, oh, morning guys. How you doing? Oh, who's fighting tonight? Oh, it's so-and-so. Oh, what time's the fight? Oh, it's nine o'clock. Where, where is it? Pay-per-view? Yeah, it's on. Oh, I think I'll watch that now. You get that. How valuable is that online when you've got these silly click farms and all these things making you look a bit suspect and stuff? It's not fair on the businesses, but we've got to give them a fair chance, Isaac. And also, we've got to give the individuals a fair chance on platforms like Twitter. People who are small size businesses that need to spend less than $100, $50, $40. We've got to give them a chance. They haven't got a chance on promoting tweets. They haven't got a chance on Facebook advertising with that structure. We, we get the right people, as you pointed out five minutes ago, to, to give you the chance. Can you take the chance? Are you intelligent enough to look to, to, to use your 140 characters to take the chance? You know, are you diligent enough to do that? That's up to the, the business. We can only promise you the eyes and the chance, but the chance is there for everybody. I've seen people sell out. You know, I've, there's people who have sold out. They've written to us. They've sold out of stuff, you know, on more than one occasion because it yeah. does work. You know, that's been courses. That's been events. That's been, um, you know, some of these NFTs and stuff. Uh, deals you know meetings whatever it's you know people are doing really well from it and we're, and we're delighted it's got to work you know if it wasn't working Isaac we wouldn't do it you know we, we would have to put it in the bin and just put our hands up and say it's rubbish you know um, but thankfully it does work it's a good concept um, and I'm, we, we're really happy for the businesses Isaac and, we, and you know what Isaac as well I keep saying this when I talk about it we're happy for the people doing the promoting because they feel empowered they feel part of the community now they're suddenly speaking and chatting and they're all you know, you see, I've seen a good 10, 15, 20 characters who never used to talk, right? It was always hidden in the background. Now they're chatting and talking, the personality's coming out, they're sticking their chests out because they know, they know they're part of something special. We've got a team and we want to help people. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it's fun. There's something just fun about, oh, just again, just getting, getting a little couple bucks, a couple cents for the things that you're already doing anyway. And it, it kind of, you know, it has this, this reward. What, what's really interesting here is that because I feel like the, you know, over the last decade, you know, I hear people all the time say like data is the new oil, you know, everything, everything is very driven by data. Things get more and more automated yeah. and algorithmic. And 
people are, uh, information is so just so much of it. SEO is so crazy that like, if you go look for a recipe, you're just like, oh, I want to like how to cook a chicken. You find just like a million articles that are just full of filler text for SEO reasons, instead of just giving you the recipe, right? Like, and I think everybody's fatigued. There's a, we don't want everything governed by data where I think there's a, a move for a return to human to human uh, trust, more networks of human trust where we want the benefits and the scale and the speed of the digital world and the networked world and, and the, the world of software. But we want the human nodes of trust that we're more used to in the you know, pre-digital age. And the combination here, this is where micropayments are very cool. They allow kind of this really interesting combination because once you put a little bit of a cost on the information and the promotion, whatever, and that cost is connected to a real person in your case. Yeah. Like I'm paying a few cents for every real human individual that are in your network that you vetted who like doing this stuff and like tweeting. I'm, I'm, it's a, it's a, tr a trusted network of real human influencers, micro influencers. And it, again, it kind of lets us get the best of both worlds, the world of, of data and the speed that it comes with, but the world of, of humans, you know, at the same time, yeah. um, yeah, you just got me. You got me thinking. I'm getting but, all, but how, getting you know, how much would it cost to, on, on that subject? You've got me thinking. I mean, how much would it cost a business, as you said before, to acquire that anyway? So why not just approach the person and say, well, we're looking for you anyway, guys. It would have cost us two dollars, but this way it costs us less than a dollar or whatever it may cost. You know, it's just better for the business. You know, why, why have a silly meeting and go around in circles? Oh, we spent this much on influencers, this much on TV advertising, this much on the trains or whatever. Just go straight to the guys and say, look, we're trying to get you anyway. We spent $15 on trying to get you. If we give you seven of that 15, are you happy? Bugger off you lot. Seven for us, seven for you. Let's grow. And then suddenly, as, 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 as a business, what have you done to your customer? They love you. Why do they love you? Because you've given them money. You've given yeah. them money. Yeah. Kelsa Breeze. How do you think about as you, you know, expanding um, and sort of segmenting. So I can imagine almost like sub-communities um, where there's certain people who are really great to engage with com content on crypto, but then there are other people who, are, who can engage in content on whatever, economic yeah. theory or fitness or yeah. sports. Yeah, basketball. Is, is there an idea to kind of creates different segments and different sort of niches that you can yeah. use? Yeah, we already have. Um, the, the first one's already up and running and um, it's doing well. And um, my friends in this town love it and they love earning the money, but they don't know what they're earning because they've never heard of Bitcoin, but they love it. And um, they're contacting me on the phone and stuff as well to people who don't live in this town who I've told about it. And they're saying stuff like, Oi, where's the jobs? And I'm like, damn, damn. Hey, how about this? You know, people that you would not expect, my goon mates, right? You would never expect them, you know, but they don't really know what they're earning. They just know that they're valuable because they're contributing to something that they want to contribute towards. Yep. Um, yep. So it, it does work already. I mean, um, and we've already had inquiries from other people that want white labels because we do white labels now, basically, yeah. Oh, interesting. Walk, yeah. me, through how, walk me through how that would work. Well, um, you would provide us with a domain name of your choice for a segment of your choice. So you would isolate somewhere on Twitter that was popular. So the area that we're doing at the moment is 10 times bigger than crypto on Twitter. 
but the the area that we've identified they really need help they really even though they're 10 times bigger than crypto they really need help and that's why we've got paypal because they pay in fiat because they don't want to learn about bsv but i still need obviously their turnover right yep. but the system will then obviously take that money and and spit it out in in bitcoin because that's the best way we can pay people yep. and the quickest you know simple yep. as that so you you would provide us with a domain name um we give you a long list of all the text on our website where you would change uh, each line by line right so we have that written there then you would go down and do the whole thing and then uh, we would sign a contract um after you've applied for api and stuff like that and then from and then from then on you would be free to do business and we would provide all of the code for you for a very long time uh, make sure it doesn't go down uh, you never have to worry about code you just worry about your niche and growing your niche and you'll be treated like a hero simple that's, as that that's very very interesting i really like that the white label approach is very interesting because then you the pressure is off of you to become you know knowledgeable or expert in these various niches yourself you're exactly essentially like saying look we have the technology and the process you guys already know the niche you know the audience you've got a brand around it we don't need to convince anyone of genuine retweets this is you going out and doing again it's it's that disaggregation of trust into the places they're the they're the ones who are trusted in that community so That's why great. try to yes. force them to trust somebody else as well genuine retweets yeah. let them go ahead and keep it under their umbrella yeah and, and passion passion has to come into it isaac you have to approach it with passion um the area that we're in now i've got 20 times the amount of passion in that area than i have for bitcoin hmm. you know because i haven't got any passion for bitcoin at all my passion is actually for big uh, for, for business and it just yeah. so happens that bitcoin is incredible for business yeah that's you know that's about yeah. it really but yeah it's it is it is a tool that lets you do some really cool things it's just outstanding mate i just that's I, I, that's why i never know whether i should talk about it or not because I, I think if these other entrepreneurs they start getting hold of it and they sort of knew what i knew they would quickly start using it yep. you know uh, the micro payments that you've raised in your brilliant show you know they would quickly start this this they would look back on shows like this and they would be thinking oh, i wonder if i'd have got hold of that information a few years ago it's brilliant on the internet as an entrepreneur. I can wholeheartedly say that it's amazing. It never lets you down maybe once in two years or whatever, you know, some silly reorganization attempt or whatever, maybe for a few hours at best. And that was it. Um, but it's been brilliant. We've had not one complaint for a single client. Um, we've made thousands, I think what was it $25,000 worth of micropayments now. And that's been in 10 cents and 15 cent payments, $25,000. What's kind of fun about, you know, expanding, as you said, into some of these areas where yeah. the people who are doing the engagements are, are beyond just those who care about crypto is that you get to introduce more people to the magic of micropayments. So they, they got their it. hand cash wallet and they're oh. like, whatever, I don't care what BSV is. I don't care about any of that, but I'm getting 15 cents, 10 cents. Well, now I've got it on this wallet. Well, I can either go try to sell it in some exchange or it's a couple hundred bucks or a couple tens of dollars. Oh, there's all these other apps on hand cash. What's this stuff? Let me play around. Let me use micropayments. And you're, exactly. you're expanding the market. And, and what I'm trying yeah. to do with this series, expanding the imaginations of more and more yeah. people to yeah. start thinking about what wasn't possible before that could be possible now with these payments, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't believe it, Isaac. I've, I've, I've been next to people when I've, when I've been in coffee shops around here and I've been teaching people how to do it and they've done something and they're like, I've just got it. I've just got it. And I'm like, yeah, you've just got it. And they're like, no, no, but it's just there. Like, it's there. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's there. And they go, yeah, but I did that. Yeah, I know you did that. 
but this technology is connected to that because it knows you've got that and it knows you did that. Does that make sense? And they're like, no, no. I thought I had to go somewhere. I thought I had to click on the link. I thought I had to go do the, do the hokey cokey. I said, listen, you've done your job. You've done a very good job. They're very pleased with what you've done. Thank you very much. There's your payment. Yep. They, they, they're just like, that's why they're asking me for jobs now because of that experience. Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's like, you know, you could be sitting there in that coffee shop and be like, all right, I'm going to post a job to genuine retweets. Yeah, and it's like it in front literally them. two clicks. Paste yeah. a link, click, and you pay. Yeah. The job's posted. 20, 20 bucks comes out of your wallet. And the person sitting across from you, they could go and say, oh, here's a new job. Yeah. Retweet. It's unbelievable. 10 cents is in their wallet immediately. It's like. It's, they can't believe it. It's, it's, it's really nice to see as well because you forget as a Bitcoiner, you forget your moment. You forget about when you first discovered it. It reminds you. You're like, oh, I remember that. I remember yep. that when I first saw it, you know? Yep, absolutely. Like losing your yeah. virginity or something. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's easy to forget too, just how, because there are a lot of different tools and things that can sort of, in the casual daily uses, make you forget how crappy um, the, non, the non-Bitcoin financial system is. Like, and occasionally you get reminded of that. I mean, I'm doing some business stuff right now where it's like, oh, I create a new bank account for a new business. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some money in it. There's literally no way to get money into that bank account from another bank account I have faster than three to five business days. Literally no way. Like sometimes you can do a wire, but in, in some circumstances, even a wire isn't an option. So you're literally, you're literally writing a paper check and taking a picture of it, right? And, yeah. and that's not necessarily micropayments related stuff, but just this reminder, like anything else with micropayments, if this wasn't on uh, Bitcoin SV, you would be getting credits but then you'd have to wait like 30 days to collect your credits in one Correct. big chunk. Like this is Correct. instant and you fully yeah, have yeah. it. It's not like yeah. it's pending or anything like yeah. that. It's just there, yeah. you know? And it's the fees as well. You know, Isaac, I'm, I'm delighted with this conversation because I am fuming with the great British pounds for that exact reason. I'm fuming. I can't even go to the shop up there and spend on Visa or on my card because I feel sorry for the guy because I know he's getting charged 30 pence. And I know he can't tell me because I'm the customer. So he can't tell me that he's getting charged 30 pence plus 2.9 um on the card machine um i can see the fear of god in his eyes because he's thinking oh i don't pay cash pay cash please pay cash right and when i first moved to this area there was no um there was no level of uh, spending that shop but i used to pay on my phone uh, every single time you have to spend three pound now because of me and it's not because of me it's because of visa and it's a yeah. disgrace and i should be able to send you isaac 20 pence isaac's helped me today 20 pence he's helped me for the for the last you know 20 seconds i want to send him 20 pence i can't three to five days you know or if i send through paypal they, they what they're advertising four percent like it's a good deal four percent are you are you having a laugh four percent <laughs> in this day and age four percent i love british idioms uh like are you having a laugh i mean <laughs> come on it's just every time it gets me why is it so funny? I don't know. Maybe it's the accent, but <laughs> maybe I think of Ricky Gervais's show Extras. You ever seen that yeah, show? Yeah, you'd say that. Yeah, and that's like his character's catchphrase or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so you've talked about you're already starting to expand into kind of different uh, niches and the white label idea. Yeah. What about different platforms? Could yeah. you expand this outside of Twitter to something like Telegram or Facebook or Instagram or any of those? Well, that depends on the APIs per platform, right? So, so we've looked at things like Clubhouse, we've looked at um, uh, Telegram, uh, we've looked at Instagram, and uh, whatever API we would like to look at, really. 
Um, but number one, all platforms are so different, aren't they, Isaac? Yeah, so look at the numbers on Instagram, right? We know that if you get 300 retweets on Twitter, no matter who you are, no matter who you are, 300 retweets is bad man territory. It's like, whoa, 300 retweets, arc at you, you know? So we know with such a small amount of people, you've got a powerful tool. On Instagram, 3,000 uh, little bits and pieces on one person's account could be, well, you put up a funny dance video. Loads of people liked it. 25,000 people have done. So the numbers are not adjacent. You've got to, you know, people don't give us, I don't think sort of understand how direct we were about crypto Twitter for genuine retweets. It was, it was always a test of concept specifically for crypto Twitter, Isaac. That was what we was always thinking about. And you pointed it out before, and I'm really glad you did too. But people shouldn't really think about the demand and the growth of an industry and that coming together on a social media platform before they even explore a platform in itself. So if crypto Twitter was bigger, if, if crypto Twitter was crypto Instagram, genuine retweets would not exist on Twitter. I can wholeheartedly tell you that now because it would be genuine Instagram posts or whatever you want to call it. Right. So that's what I think people get, get their knickers in a twist a little bit where they um, they just assume not, not you're, you're not doing that. But a, a lot of people have. They just assume like, OK, so you do this model on another platform. Well, look at the numbers. Look how people behave. Look at the, the way they talk. Look at the way they re react. This is Twitter is so niche in itself. Yep. Right. And um, the other areas that we've looked at, like I've already said to you, Isaac, 10 times bigger than crypto Twitter on Twitter. On Twitter. So that's why yep. I'm using that technology on Twitter for the area that's 10 times bigger than Twitter. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And getting, I feel like the, the economics of attention, it's, mm. it's something that's happening all the time, but most people haven't ever really broken down. And each platform has its own economic model, which is very, very different. And so like to yeah. really understand and master one and make it work there, it's not like you can just translate it over. Like you said, what's the value of a tweet? Well, you can take a long time to figure out the relative value of a like on a tweet on Twitter. That's completely different than the value of a like on Instagram or a different activity so on a different platform. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you almost, you almost need to like, you know, have a completely different map and a different model to the economy for each of those. And, and I, I think your instinct is right to, to expand to on, the, on the one that you're that you know is working once twitter is completely tapped out and there's no more yeah. markets for you to do on yeah. twitter okay maybe then you think about it but you got a lot of headroom you have to know your own market inside out though which is why going through 2000 twitter accounts is useful right it's not a, it's not a waste of time you understand how people are socializing how they're talking how they're interacting with one another what type of language they're using who they're talking to how they're talking uh, in what manner and many different things if you're thinking about stuff like that <clears throat> so the one that we're focusing on yes I've studied it um, not just for this area but for the area that we're in already um, I've been studying it for seven months um, when I first brought it up to the business partner I said this is the one right and we already know the next say three or four I mean if you'd have heard what we were talking about yesterday and who we're going to be doing business with yesterday <sighs> Isaac there could be this could be a fun year yeah this could be a fun <laughs> year you know you big you know, tease. So yeah, the, 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 um, the technology. What I'd like to put forward as well, Isaac, is what you, you, you touched on before, and it's really important about the creativity of how we apply these micropayments, right? That for me is important. The creativity and how the micropayments are, are, are applied. You know, I, I'd, I'd hate for people to think that there was just one way for micropayments to work, i.e., um, 
like Relica, for example, I've got like an Instagram style website and you have to pay for everything. I would hate it if people were thinking along those sorts of lines. Um, I hope people understand that um, everybody can be paid people with micropayments. You don't have to just charge people. You can pay people. And um, people kind of just should be getting paid anyway, really. You know, I think when Dr. Wright, he talks about all this um, stuff about our data, I think he's got a fair point, you know, when he says about how, say, YouTube might use my data and I see the leave, you know, we've been talking about hats and stuff. We're going to see hats now. You're going to, you're going to see them on your end but when you're floating on the internet tonight, you'll see hats. And I will see when I'm chilling tonight and I'm watching a bit of football, I'll get on the internet. I'll see adverts for hats now because Isaac and I have talked about hats. That's how it works. If they just say to me, I'm going to show you an advert about hats because I overheard you chatting with your mate, but I'm going to pay you a fiver if you accept that advert. It's two minutes, Nick. Do you want to accept the advert for two minutes, Nick, or do you want me to piss off? Yeah, or, or even on the on the data and like, hey, you know, um, can we capture your browsing data and you get paid some fraction of, right. you know, every time you go even to a different that, website, if, if we get to catalog it. If we don't get to catalog it, you can say no and you don't get any, you know what I mean? Yeah, even that. Just take a bit of control of that data back and just, I don't think people mind adverts so much. I think this is where I get a little bit sort of, I wonder if these BSV lot know what they're talking about because... Um, <laughs> And I do, I get frightened for them because all the money in advertising and they, they all want to somehow just say, well, we don't really like all those advertising guys. Well, they got all the money. I think if we just restructure how um, with, with micropayments, how things are done, yep. we yep. can actually help uh, big companies. I want to have businesses, actually. People probably won't like this, but I want to be working with big companies. I want to be working with Adidas, Red Bull, um, McDonald's and big companies all yep. over the world and, and helping them improve their products yeah. by using yeah, and, micropayments. And, 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 I mean, advertising happens, whether you like it or not. It will never go exactly. away. It takes different forms, but it's it's a signaling economy. It's an economy for attention. And one of the things that people often fail to appreciate, and I understand there's a lot of things that suck about some of the current ways advertising is, is being done or just a lot of fatigue, but um, it's it's like giving, it's creating value for a customer for free before they pay anything. Like I'm trying to delight you. I'm trying to show you, I'm trying to show you something that's inspiring or beautiful or entertaining. I mean, like I would pay to watch some of those Nike commercials that are so inspiring, right? Like, but they're given away for free. And, and then this is part of culture. You walk past a, a window of a department store and they have a beautiful display at Christmas time. That's free art that I get to consume. They're giving me that in hopes that it entices me to come in. This is always going to exist in the market. And this is not a bad thing, but I love the ability to make it more granular and make it more connected to the individuals who are involved in these various exchanges yeah, of attention, you know? People should be paid to watch adverts, in my opinion, um, Isaac. I'm on the other end of it. I shouldn't be paying to watch that advert. I should be paid. Yeah. yeah. They know I've got 10 pairs of Jordans over there. I've got the 36s. Yeah. They know I've got the 36s, right? So if I'm a 36s man, why not pay me three pounds to watch an advert on some, some, some old school freeze or something? Yeah. yeah. And I might be in a good mood. I might go... Oh, God, fancy and, and, you know, and we have forms of that, right? So you can pay for, um, you know, Netflix costs more than Hulu, but it, because it doesn't have ads, for example, right? And there's, there's some of this, but the, I think the, the beauty with micropayments is that it lets this get way more granular and you get to play around with a lot of, okay, so, so give me, let's, let's leave people with, because I'm, I'm all about opening people's imagination on, on playing around with this stuff. You're not a technical guy 
but you're an entrepreneurial guy. What advice would you give to someone who is maybe a little entrepreneurial? They're a little curious about the possibilities of micropayments. What, what would you tell them about getting started? Starting to tinker, starting to yeah, build a business. Just, um, just stay away from all these nerds, guys, right? Stay away from Daniel Crowitz. Stay away from Ryan X. Charles. Um, whatever you do, don't listen to a word those guys say because they're going to bamboozle you. There's good guys, right? And they know what they're on about. But if you're an entrepreneur like me um, and you're not into all this geeky shit and you're just interested in the business end of things, you've got to ignore all these people that are talking this weird stuff and listen to people like Isaac Morehouse who talk English. <laughs> Listen to people like uh, T.K. Coleman who talk in English. Listen to people like Dr. Craig Wright who will actually talk in English. Just try and find the people because entrepreneurs, you, I'm sorry, but you'll get put off by these geeks. And that's not against these guys because they're talented, brilliant individuals. I sound like I'm sort of slating there, but I'm not. I'm just saying it's even when I was at the start of Bitcoin, you get caught up. You're not interested in necessarily in the whole debate of BTC and whatever. You're just thinking, where can I start a business? Where can I start a business? How can I? And it, I ended up starting that silly show. So what I don't want for the entrepreneurs is for them to have to go and start a show for the sake of having to learn stuff that no one will put in English. Because it's a horrible journey that took me like, you know, 12 months maybe just to get get English. So that's just one bit. You know, I'm kind of half joking when I'm saying that, but I'm being real as well. No, no, I feel feel you because I think it can be easy. And that's kind of what I'm what I'm hoping to to help do with with these um, videos. It can be easy to be like, oh, crypto, anything related to crypto. It's all about technical stuff. So I got to go learn what a shelling point is and understand a proof yeah, of work and a difficulty. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and, and there's a reason, I think one of the reasons that micropayment capability has been around for 12 years now, since the advent of Bitcoin, and hardly anything's been built on it, is because the people who have been attracted to Bitcoin are so technical, they're thinking about things that I can they're thinking about things I can do with this tech almost for its own sake, rather than what's a normal everyday problem. You had a problem. You needed more users for your app and you knew that those users Mm -hmm. were on Twitter and you needed more attention on Twitter. How can I solve this problem? Right. And the the micropayments are just a tool to do that. And focusing on that, focusing on what is the consumer, what does the customer want and how can I delight the customer and kind of getting out of the weeds? I think it's hugely important. You know, there was some, we, we, the other day, Isaac, we, um, you know, we win competitions using genuine retweets, right? So we, we do searches on stuff like um, most likes wins, yeah? And then we go on there and then we just stick 50 likes on and then just put our wallet thing, you know? So it, you can be creative in how you use the tools. You can be creative in how you use micropayments. If you've got business ideas, you can be very creative in how you pay people to do stuff. And I don't think at the moment that culture is being driven because there's, like I say, there's, a culture of um, this is the way that it has to be done. That's not our way. Our way is we want businesses to grow and we have to do that on a good profit margin in an industry that works with, with people that are worthy of that money. Not how little can we charge? How much shrapnel can we piss around with? No, it's proper business. You know, there's margins on the units and stuff like that. So again, I'd, I'd say the other thing, um, Isaac, is the entrepreneur's got to look at profit margins and forget about all this. I'll charge four cents for everything and hope and pray that 10 million people come. They won't come. <laughs> you know, got to be real, man. How can you yeah, improve the real world? Like you just said, right? How can you improve the real world yep. with, with the technology? It's really basic. I mean, what can micropayments do in the real world? That they, you know, these lot, in, when I'm competing with them now, they use the pound. You're going to compete with me, are you? So you're going to use the pound and you're going to compete with me and I use Bitcoin. Don't even, oh, do I have to turn up? Seriously, yeah. do I have to turn up? Yeah. 
like, you find you find those areas where the you know you have a 10x better experience for that compete. for that particular part right pay, those payouts they, they can't compete with that how can i but pay if, people for genuine retweets isaac sorry to interrupt slightly there but say if i wanted to do this business in pounds how do i pay someone who well, we've got people who work for us in greece how do i pay this greek guy in pounds 15 cents because we've discussed it already it's a shambles you can't it's mm-hmm. a disgrace mm-hmm. bitcoin all of a sudden you're free yep. he's in greece he needs 15 pence He's in Venezuela. She's over there in Spain. She, you know, they need paying over there. You know, everybody needs pay. Bang, off go the micro payments. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, you're talking about hundreds, thousands of people that you're doing payments. You know, yeah. of very small amounts, or you're doing them very rapidly. I mean, I've, I've just, you know, I've set up, um, you know, payroll for companies, and even, you know, if you're bringing somebody on as a full time employee, that's a horrible long process. Yeah. Even a contractor, though, I can't imagine. If you're trying to run this through the fiat system, trying to get like a thousand contractors set up on Gusto and you're trying to issue them payments of like, Imagine you know, it. trying to track the payments until they reach a threshold that's large enough where you can send it to them and trying to the bookkeeping, the, the amount of operation costs makes it not possible, you know, yeah, and, you, and exactly. you bypass all that. And it's that silly word threshold, right? Threshold, you know, it, PayPal might work as long as you're sending out 10 million, you know? Oh, okay, okay, that's when I get the benefit, is it? I mean, it's a shambles. Fiat has let itself down. And the great British pounds, you know, I, I used to look at it with pride. You know, there's a £10 note on my table in my room. I used to look at it with pride. I look at it with contempt now because I feel it's letting <laughs> me down. I do, Isaac. It's like, I, I, come, I think I'm English, man. The pound, you're letting me down. You know, I should be able to... Bitcoin's embarrassed it, really, with micropayments. That, that's the point I'm trying to sort of get yep. here. As an entrepreneur, you, you look at the pound and you think, for goodness sake, pound, give me a chance. Like, give me a chance as an entrepreneur. It won't. But Bitcoin gives you a very, very significant chance, in my opinion. Yeah. It's micropayment capabilities in today's internet. It's fantastic. It's a dream come true almost, I'd say, Isaac. It, it really is. I mean, you know, it makes the hairs of the neck stand up every time I think about it because it is that amazing, you know. But entrepreneurs are... Yeah, I think in a couple of years' time, everybody will be doing it. There'll be so many more entrepreneurs in many different um, industries. We can't even imagine paying people for many different things. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I was going to say to our audience out there, find someone who loves you the way that Nick loves micropayments. You know, <laughs> I, I'm just watching him get inspired over here. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm tough, man. We'll go to the gym now. Dude, I'm telling you though, that's how I feel too. And I'm always, I always look around like, am I crazy? Am I the only one no, that thinks no, this is I'm just the you. coolest thing ever? You know? Oh, amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, well, the great thing about this episode is I know it's going to go crazy on Twitter because I'm going to go to genuine retweets and I'm going to put out a little job and, uh, you know, see what your community does with it. We'd like to do that on your behalf, Isaac. You leave that with us, my friend. We should, we should do that for you. Just give us a link and we'd like to take care of that if we may. You are too kind, my man. Hey, this was great. Go check out Genuine Retweets and you can follow Nick on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? At Nicky New Bitcoin. Awesome. Yeah, he's always fun. He's always mixing it up on there. So (laughs) great to chat with you, man. Thank you, Isaac. You're a gentleman. Thank you so much.